0: Welcome to the FitFun Podcast. I'm Fatima Kay, High Performance Mindset Coach. Joining me here, Matteo from FitBud, High Performance Fitness Coach. Each week, you'll get coaching tips, resources, and exercises on how to crush your mental and physical barriers to get your life to the next level. Join us for a powerful dose of great content, amazing interviews, and inspirational real talk. Let's get to today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to the Fit Fun Podcast. This is your super host, Fatima K, And today I am by myself. It's a solo episode, but I'm super excited. And you know when I'm excited, it's because we have an interview with an amazing person. Uh, I'm so happy that she is here with us and she's just going to share her life experience, her wisdom, and she has a lot of wisdom. And I'm so glad to have met her almost a year ago now. Um, So this person is uh, Ronit Lamondrobi. She's a certified coach, teacher, writer, uh, speaker, and workshop facilitator. And she um, has uh, studied political science and um, you know, teaching writing and English literature. And she has over 20 years of experience in teaching and coaching. Uh, but we're gonna hear, you know, more from her. So, hi, Ronnie, welcome. Oh, thank
1: you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here with you.
0: It is definitely my pleasure. Um, I am so happy that you accepted, you know, to be interviewed today because. You are, you know, with Rod, um, so I've done my training, still waiting for the certification. <laughs> Finger crossed and positive vibes. Um, but yes, I, I, I got to meet you from the Human Potential Institute, and uh, you are, uh, for the best, you know, part of the, my foundation, um, of, of being a coach, you know, or just starting this career, uh, this year. So I just wanted to thank you for that.
1: <laughs> mm, you're so generous. Thank you. Thank you for saying that.
0: You're welcome. So what is your superhero origin story? Who is Ronit? Oh,
1: that's wow. That's a good question. You know, um, hmm, I'm going to get present for a moment so I can bottom line. Right. Right. Because I'm almost 51 years old and that's a lot to summarize. Yes. (sighs) Well, so I have to say that there's a few things that have really shaped me. You know, um, obviously I'm a certified coach, but the the piece of that that's always been around is this deep desire to be of service. Mm. You know, to others and um, to humans, and also to this more than human world, and um, that came so clearly from my family of origin. We're immigrants mm. to the United States, and uh, we were we were very um, we were very poor as I was growing up, and it was so clear to me how much of a difference it made to me. Mm. When people helped us, you know, whether it was my mother's best friend who really uh, took care of me as well as her daughter, or it was the teachers that really uh, supported me and reached out to me personally Mm -hmm. during my education. It was so clear how humans could make a difference in, you know, in another human's life. Mm -hmm. And it really shaped how I looked at the world. Right. So being a coach is just the recent iteration
0: yeah. of that,
1: really. You know, it's something that's been important to me forever.
0: Oh, that is awesome. And I completely understand, you know, um, this part of your story because we are also immigrants. And I arrived at the age of six, you know, in, in, in France. And I, I, for me, like, um, listening to you say, you know, this desire to help people, like other human beings, this is what, you know, shaped you and made you um, or guided you in your decision to study, you know, being a teacher and then a coach. Uh, and, I, and I definitely felt that also um, being here, adapting. I mean, adaptation is definitely one of my skills. So I never felt, you know, as as a foreigner or... As someone different. I was just here, you know, and I had a good set of friends and exactly helpful people around us. So um, it really helped us, you know, and helped me uh, grow in a, in, a, in a healthier environment, even if my parents also, you know, worked a lot. Um, we didn't have a lot of education coming from them. So school educated us and we made you know, the rest by ourselves. Um, but yeah, so this desire of helping people, um, t- like, tell me more about it. Tell me, um, uh, like, how did you get to the Human Potential Institute or like, how do you define like, helping people today in your life?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question because it certainly evolved. Right, I, I like to share, and you've probably heard me share in classes that I'm a recovering bossy boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right, because at first, you know, I thought the way you help people is you tell them what to do. Mm. Right, because you know something, and it would be horrible not to tell them. Yes. And um, of course, we know as coaches, right, that that is not the most effective way. In fact, it can be quite disempowering.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So true.
1: Right, so that's really evolved for me, and it really started to change when I went into my grad school and was teaching classes at the university. I also taught K twelve, um, so public school, mm. and and I started to see where when I kind of stood shoulder to shoulder with students, and we looked together at something versus I was standing like across from them and pointing things out. Mm right, as a metaphor, um, that it made, it helped them more, it really made a difference. Mm -hmm. And that instead of giving them something, what was happening was we were building this relationship that actually expanded their capacity. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have those words then, because this is all I coach speak. And so now I know what I was doing, but I didn't know it then. I just knew that there was something different there for me. And so it really evolved that and then becoming a mother because i have you know almost 17 year old son Mm. (laughs) right and so that also i saw where you know i put the scaffolding in place but really i empower him Mm. right so i started to see it in my mothering and i've been certified i don't know seven years eight years something like that Mm. and so once i went into my training program then it all became very very metacognitive Mm. Like I got, you know, cause we started talking about it and I went, Oh, that's the thing that's been working that I couldn't name. Now I know what it is. And so that's kind of the evolution of that. And then I was doing private practice for a while and professional development. Mm. And um, I put out in the universe that I wanted to do teaching and coaching and bring them together because those are my two passions yeah and that's how the position uh human potential we were called bulletproof at the time
0: yes, yeah, yeah,
1: right that's how that came, and for the life of me, I can't tell you how I found it or whether it found me. It's kind of yeah. blurry there, yeah, but it all fell into place
0: ah uh, I love it, I love it so many good things uh, I love that you said it's evolving, and i i I lived it also I, and I'm living it uh, you know the more you gain knowledge um, your consciousness open in, in certain ways, people that you meet, uh, you know, um, and things that happens in your life, uh, just shape you and like, uh, open your eyes and your ways of, um, of, of teaching or just being with other people in different ways. Um, and I'm so blessed to have started my coaching journey with, um, human potential institute because i learned this developmental you know coaching style and and it it is so great and it's so different because i also you know i'm a leader and i I like helping people and the easiest way the fastest way is hey i got this you know do that (laughs) okay and and but working with them is so much more uh, deep, uh, you feel connected also, because you take the time of being present, active listening, and truly connecting with the person. I think that truly, uh, you know, made the difference. And it just, I'm just starting, you know, it's just the start of the journey for me. So I'm really happy for that. um, Definitely. And um, so on this podcast, the main, uh, you know, subject that we talk about are uh, health fitness and mindset um, you know we're we try to look you know at the human uh, being in a holistic way and all these three are important especially if you want to you know achieve uh, goals just be you know be all that you can be we don't know what it is but it, it's part of it and um, and uh, you look great
1: <laughs> yeah. thank you
0: <laughs> you're, you're 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 very present uh, and uh, you know your brain works very well okay what are the three you know t- top practices that you have in those fields you know to make you who you are today
1: yeah great question i may have more than three but we'll see how this goes okay, go ahead. So, <laughs> i mean you know and it's so amazing that you have a podcast on this kind of holistic whole mm-hmm. right because in my perspective they are all so interrelated, right? I mean, it might be that we start with one because one becomes acute yes. and that needs to be addressed. Mm. But in my perspective, I cannot go far in my health if I'm not also looking at the other parts, or I can't go far in my mindset if I'm not looking at the other parts, right? They're necessary mm. to come together yeah um so what are my top practices goodness yeah. okay so for like body physical health one of my my top practice is i have an integrative physician
0: okay
1: and so i do a lot of blood work with him and i get all kinds of supplements and i've changed my diet completely mm. completely completely
0: mm. and
1: um It has resulted in no brain fog and I weigh what I did in high school and I have more energy than I've ever had before than I had 10 years ago. Right. So when I was in my forties, um, my skin is great, you know, so it's resulted in a lot of physical benefit, Mm. which has been amazing. Mm. So that, so working with somebody who like knows his or her stuff, And really, you know, we're biohackers, or at least, you know, I identify as a biohacker. And so I'm always tracking and looking and getting data.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. So that's been really important. Um, God, you know, some sort of reflective practice Mm. has to happen for me, whether, and, and I'm saying it generally on purpose, because it's, to me, it's not one type that we have to do it's not like i'm going to say mindfulness meditation or nothing go home you know no it's right i mean it could be meditation it could be guided meditation some people like binaural beats you know some people do walking meditation some people write or journal i don't think it matters right i think what matters is that i pause and i go inward And I see what's going on. On a daily basis, I do it twice a day. Mm. So I do some sort of meditation in the morning for about an hour and a half to two hours in the morning. Mm. I wake up super early to do this at 4.30 in the morning.
0: Mm.
1: And then I do a short one at night as well, kind of looking back on the day. And then I do a meditation. Mm. So I'm a believer in that.
0: Mm. Awesome. It is, uh, yeah, I, I love the fact that you say that it's, um, you give us like general practices and also what works for you. And we stress that on the podcast. Uh, it's, uh, we hear more and more, okay, oh, you know, there is a secret sauce, so do what successful people do, but they all do something different. So that's why you have to experiment and, uh, and experimentation and uh, reflection on is this truly, you know, um, what makes me um, more productive, or does it have benefits for me, or do I feel like a lot of resistance, or if I wake up, oh, I'm saying to myself, you know, I I need to meditate for 30 minutes. Well, it's not the effect that it it should have, so uh, definitely, um, experimenting and I've been experimenting. I started three years ago, like experimentation after experimentation, the diet changed like, yeah. <laughs> and it, and, you know, it's still a work in progress. Um, because when you try to change a, uh, 15 years or like 20 years habits, it will not happen in like in one month. This is not gonna be possible. So I love that you say, you know, experimentation and like working with people that know their stuff. This is also a game changer. And uh, that's why I love the work uh, of Dave, uh, Dave Asprey. This is how I, I knew about human potential in my quest of like of diet you know of a better diet a better lifestyle i uh encountered his work and this is how i got to the human potential institute and um yeah so it's very uh very nice uh, you do have other practices that i uh, i see you doing a lot which is uncommon uh it's dream work uh you uh talked about it for the first time i mean i heard it from you uh during the workshop that we did uh, in london um amazing experience two days of like uh crying like breakthroughs and uh, connection it was crazy um and just meeting you with rod also was amazing you know to meet people in person is definitely different just talking via computer so yeah can we can you talk about it like more
1: Oh, you know, I'd love to, of course, because I find that super yummy, right? (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, it fits into me that bucket of reflective practice. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because my perspective is that dreams are giving us information. Mm. And I don't get really involved in, you know, whether is the information coming from me? Is it coming from somewhere else? Um, My practice lately has been to give up those kinds of conversations. Mm. because what's important is that there's information and it's coming and I can use it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. So that for me is kind of where I'm at with that and what, um, and you know, cause I post on Instagram mm-hmm. about this. Um, I do dream work and that the night before I write the, dit, the tomorrow's date on my journal on a blank page, a whole page. And then whenever I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night, Right? Sometimes in the morning. Yeah. I write down the keywords mm-hmm. of my dream. And then I live into that. I don't say, I know what it means and now we're done. Like chick chak, we're done. Yeah. Um, I don't say that. I live into it, as in asking myself the question of what might that be? What is the the dream attempting to tell mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Right. And I do this, you know, all day and I do it through focusing to practices. Mm. I do it through, I walk every morning too in the starlight. And so, you know, I'm holding the dream then, Mm. and it's just this kind of inquiry. And there's so much, my my experience is Mm. that so much is revealed through our dreams. And I'm lucky enough to be, um, you know, a trained dream work facilitator.
0: Mm. Nice. Okay.
1: So those are my practices around that. And you know, I love dreams. You
0: know oh, yes. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel so inspired when I read, you know, just your Instagram post. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And this is what happens when we dream because we have those crazy dreams. We have these amazing dreams, those scary dreams. And you just, you know, write down. Like, I think it's, it's a bottom line of like the dream that you had. Um, and, and I love just reading that. And, and the fact that you talk about reflecting on what you're writing, on trying to understand, this is something that has never been taught to us. Uh, we write in journals, but we don't think about, you know, going back to those pages and like uh, reflecting on them. And those are like sources, amazing sources of, of, uh, of information o- about ourselves. Yeah. So, and I feel like dream work is very exciting when I just, you know, see what you're posting about. It it calls me because I'm very spiritual and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm open to everything and, and anything <laughs> regarding, you know, world knowledge, like global knowledge. Um, and um, I feel like, you know, when you asked us to do this work in, in, in the workshop, I woke up and like... I woke up twice. Like I told you, you know, I do my prayers in the morning and then I go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I was reading, yeah, there are two, like two completely different subjects. So just that, you know, like, um, having this, um, reflection on, okay, what happened, you know, maybe like how many times, or how many different dreams, you know, I had, um, it's, it's truly amazing. So definitely it's something that, um, we need more people i think to talk about and and it's something maybe it's like an ancient wisdom that we lost yeah Uh, and it's good that we have people that that can you know get it back and like and, and share uh ways of making us better in any way
1: yeah i mean you know we're talking about human potential aren't we Yes. (laughs) Right. And it seems to me, and this is just my perspective, that it would be incredibly foolish for me to discount all those hours that I'm asleep as if they don't count. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. And so clearly something is happening. Right. And it needs to be integrated. So, you know, that's how I look at it. And so there are no throwaway dreams. There's no, like, oh, that was just a stupid dream. Like they're all, all of them are doing something for us, whether we pay attention or we don't.
0: That is so true. And how do you work with, uh, for example, with someone, like, how do you do your facilitation? um, If you can tell us more about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's kind of a protocol around it, you know, just like you would recognize it as kind of a form of coaching. Mm. To tell you the truth, because just like we don't tell people what to do in our coaching, I would never tell somebody what their dream meant. Yeah. Right. I would never colonize their experience in that way. Mm. And so it's really coaching in the invisible world. Right. So I would listen to the dream all the way through, Mm. right, in first person. And then I would say, okay, can you tell me the dream again? And I might ask some questions. And then I would, of course. And it's very coachy type questions. Yeah. And it's the point of it all is to kind of tease out what do these symbols mean to the dreamer? Not what do they mean to me? So, you know, I love that people have dream dictionaries. I mean, any curiosity is good. Yeah. And yet they they have limited utility. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, that's how it would begin. And we would literally walk into the dream together and coach around it so that, you know, you could get the most out of it that there is to get.
0: Is it a once, you know, um, coaching session or is this like uh, like several sessions if the person wants to or like how do you how do you work on that?
1: It depends on the, you know, on the individual, of course, just like it would in regular coaching. And most of the people that I work with come for a series of sessions, either because there's a dream they want to work through, through several sessions, Yeah. right? It's an important dream or reoccurring dreams, mm. those kind,
0: Yeah.
1: or they are working on their dreams for a period of time and they bring a new dream each time. And we work on that together.
0: Interesting okay well that's awesome yeah it's it's type of coaching and definitely i think it gives you insights about you and doing the work about yourself is so important i think it's the most important thing and also it, it wasn't taught at school like we're we're having those you know tags of like hey i'm you know i have a master's degree into like i'm a marketing manager um but those are tags it's not you know you the person and 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 that's why i think i think Coaching is so valuable, developmental coaching is so valuable into gaining awareness about yourself and, and digging deep into that awareness because you can start with, you know, a little awareness, but coaches help you dig deeper. And uh, and uh, it was I mean, it accelerated the process of me finding my purpose, me finding my way, like clarifying my passion, my values, everything. And that's why I'm like such a preacher now, because you got to do this work. It will save you time and energy and and, just, and your life, because sometimes we just go, you know, one way and it's the wrong way. And we realize it too late sometimes. So true. Mm. Can we go back to mindset because this is my yumminess.
1: (laughs) Of course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You told us your, you know, your routine, your morning routine. So you wake up really early in the morning and you have this meditation. And, um, I want to talk about the mindset around it. How do you build your mindset? So you are, you know, true to your routine or, um, true your, true to your, uh, development you know to to your growth as as a person as a coach as a you know as a as a human being
1: yeah i mean such a good question right that's always the million dollar question
0: it is
1: (laughs) right because it's one thing to develop a routine and it's quite another to actually do it and so what helps us do it um for me it's you know some of the stuff you mentioned before love like um the values work and the life purpose work Mm right so I've gotten really clear about my life purpose which has shifted and evolved over time
0: yeah
1: right as I know more as I am more me and I live into myself things shift which makes sense
0: yeah
1: right so my life purpose statement used to be that I um, cast a spell for conscious transformation And that's a beautiful statement. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And it doesn't, it doesn't have any uh, yum for me now in that same way. And now what has become clear to me is that I love people back to themselves. Mm. And that has some real energy for me.
0: Mm.
1: right? So I'm very clear that that is how I want to be in this world. And because I am clear about that, everything radiates out from that. And so if I'm in touch with that life purpose, I am going to meditate or I am going to, I pray as well. So I am going to pray Mm -hmm. or I am going to walk because it's so clear that this is what I'm here to do. And I cannot do that as well if I don't do these other things. So it calls me forth.
0: It's your... um internal motivation which is like the, the the strongest motivation out there even if we um, you, you know we need outside motivation because we're, we're human beings so we have a weak days we have strong days we have motivated days <laughs> so in these days like in the low days uh for me external motivation does the trick but i i understand that it, it is you know one trick uh, what will keep me going in the long run, it's a marathon. Um, it's going to be, you know, yes, having this clarity in your purpose or, or, um, clarity about your passion and, and, and how can you do that? You know, allowing yourself to do it also. So very interesting. Do you have any mantras that you say to yourself, you know, during the, those hard days or physical days?
1: (laughs) Yeah. During those hard days, what motivates me? Let's think about that for a minute. So I have borrowed something from one of my clients. It's her strategy. Mm -hmm. I didn't make this up. Um, She records in her own voice Mm -hmm. affirmations or, you know, things she wants to remind herself of. And so I have that as a voice memo Mm. and I listen to that and it is so meaningful because it's me telling me. So even though it's external, it's internal, it's both. Yeah. Right. And so that does help me because it's almost like a higher self, right. Speaking to me today. And then I go, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. Oh yeah. I guess I am going to go walk. Right. (laughs) There's that. And then because I'm only human, you know fitting into my jeans does make me want to walk too Mm. right because i have a a real beauty value yes like you know and so i'm really invested in that and so i do like if my jeans are too tight that does motivate me to walk more Mm. so there's that too
0: and i love the fact that you just said you know one sentence me it's me telling me and that's what makes it powerful and and, um uh, Well, I I just love that, you know, just, yes, being your own cheerleader, this is also something that I, you know, I started to dig deeper into developing with hypnotherapy and everything, but just, yeah, uh, recording yourself and and, and just, um, like, listening to your, like, best self, because when you record these affirmations, you're in a high state, so you're, like, in a better self, and, and, yeah, I just love what you said. (laughs) So, and more about you, um, what, like, what makes you feel inspired in life?
1: Yeah, I mean, my area of super yum is, um, is probably like yours, is spirituality, is this invisible, it's what connects us, but we can't see it, right? And so you know, what inspires me is anything in that realm. So, you know, the dream work is part of it. Uh, self-designed ceremony. Yes. I, right? um, I do a lot of breath work too. That's part of it. It's like all of that, the part that I can't put my hands on and yet is so present, right? That really inspires me. And then also people, I mean, I am really inspired by the people around me. And so I'm careful who I have around me.
0: Yes. Uh, I'm learning that um, the hard way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is so but... important. Environment, this is, this is my current struggle because I am in a situation where my environment doesn't serve me, serve me anymore. Um, and And moving out of this environment, I know that it's gonna be soon, but I still have, you know, days within that environment. And, and I feel the impact of it. I try to, you know, do the work, the mindset work of like thinking, you know, keeping my eyes on a prize. This is one of the sentences that I say all the time. Uh, but it's truly a game changer when that, uh, especially if you are touched or inspired by like, people, like great people, or just um, people that radiate a certain energy. Uh, you yeah just for your own well-being you, you need to be surrounded by those
1: well yeah I mean for me it's even I've defined it for myself right so I, I said I I was raised to be clever to be brilliant mm-hmm. right as if intelligence meant everything and you could be a jerk but it doesn't matter because you're smart yes. and that's what's important
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and that's not true that's not true at all for me. Mm. And so what inspires me now and the people I want around me are kind, open-hearted people who also want to be of service and are looking to develop themselves in others, yeah. right? It's so clear, it's love, it's open-heartedness that really inspires me. And I think that's the ultimate act of courage is to open your heart, especially in this
0: world. Yeah. Uh, so true. You, I, you're preaching. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you are preaching. You are preaching. I love that. Oh, thank you so much for, for sharing all of that. I mean, uh, you talked about spirituality and this is a subject that is not really talked about uh, like in, a, in, in the normal world or like in society. It's like more, oh, it's a religion thing. So we, we'll leave it with the religion. But for me, one of my beliefs is, since very, very young, is that, you know, we are a spiritual being. So if you don't learn about that part of yourself, or if you neglect it, or don't even think about it, you're not whole and happy and, you know, all the goodness out there. Can you tell us, like, um, how spirituality um, shaped, you know, your life? Um, you, you hinted to it a little bit, but I can. Can you give us more?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm happy too. Yeah, because I always say I'm just a human girl longing for the divine.
0: Mm.
1: And I mean, and that's kind of my definition of, you know, what I have felt since I was very, very young. And I was raised in a—it's strange to say—I'm my family's from Israel, and so. I was raised in a family that was relatively secular, but Jewish at the same time. Yeah, and was I was sent to a religious school and after school program. Okay, to learn it. But my family didn't quite observe that way because they were good, you know, communist Zionists, and so it, there was this real kind of dichotomy mm. growing up. And yet, I was always longing for something that wasn't you and me and what I could see. Yeah. Right, and we know that if that is not fulfilled, at least in my perspective, right? If that is not fulfilled, that connection with the divine, that Mm -hmm. things can go terribly wrong. Yeah. Right, and there can be kryptonite, a lot of kryptonite, and so you know, I had my own addictions to overcome because I I medicated around that longing for something other than what I could see. And at twenty-one, I got clean completely. And really started following a spiritual path that included prayer and meditation. So I've been doing this for over 30 years. And it has now, now currently in its current incarnation, it totally transcends any labels. Yeah. Right. It's not religion. In fact, religion is just a small corner. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Of the whole thing. And it's more about the connection with everything with this more than human world. Yeah. Yeah. And showing up as we're meant to show up with the gifts that we have that we are to give the world. Yeah. I mean, does that? It feels general, but does that speak to your question?
0: I, I definitely. I mean, uh, because this is you know your wh- how you defined it, uh, and um, so your your answer is the best answer because I ask your own you know experience. Um, but definitely for me, it's the same. Uh, we always, especially you know today, maybe it's to feel safer or like part of the tribe, but it's so easy to give, you know, those, uh, tags, labels to who we are, but it, it, it's not who we are. Um, it's in the outer and, and spirituality is much more for sure that religion. Mm -hmm. And, um, and for me, I, I say, it. I mean, to my family, they don't understand, you know, like I just say, you know, I'm a spiritual Muslim. Uh, I like Sufism because it's, it's, uh, it's a po- like poetic. And they, it was the branch of Islam that tried, you know, to reconnect really to that spiritual part with our practices and everything else. And I remember I brought my mom and my uncle in Turkey um, to um, a Dervish, uh, you know, uh, ceremony because I always wanted to see it. I was like, oh my gosh, since I've seen it in a Bollywood movie, <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> I, it was such an amazing love story. I don't remember the, the the title, but it's such a beautiful movie. I mean, and you had this scene uh, of Deverage and oh, I fell in love with it. And uh, I brought them, and for me, I was like moved, and I connected during the ceremony during the hour. It was amazing. And then when my mom and my uncle were like, "Yeah, well, it has nothing to do with the religion." <laughs> well, you know, this is how you lived the uh, the, 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 the situation, uh, unfortunately for you. But yeah, having those labels, like creating those barriers that we just do ourselves, nobody, you know, do that for us when we're adults, at least, on a conscious level. Um, it's a shame. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's a shame because you're losing part of, of what can make you great.
1: Well, and what can connect us. I think that
0: yeah.
1: Spirituality is meant to connect us and sometimes religion serves to separate us. At its worst, at its best it connects us.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. And so I'm I'm more interested in what's the same between you and me than what's different between you and me.
0: And at the essence I always say, you know, um at the essence we're all the same human beings like we're the same species and i always visualize because i'm a visual person you know me me on this big stage you know talking to people and like and saying we all have the same blood in our veins <laughs>
1: you know? well we do we do i mean just a quick interesting story is that i did the 23andme genetics
0: oh yeah oh, i to. Right? Wanted- Yes. So what- it was
1: fascinating, right? Because I was raised to be Israeli. Yes. My mother's side is Israeli. My father um, passed away when I was young. Oh. I didn't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. So in school, I always identified with my mother's side. Like people would talk about the pilgrims, or they, t- and I'd be like, isn't that a nice story about you people? Like <laughs> I just never, you know, it wasn't about me. Yeah. It's not my story.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: right. We're from Dagestan, right? Like, that, yeah, it's not my story. And so then I do this 23 me. And it turns out that that is my story. I am directly related to people who came over on the Mayflower. Mm. And I thought like, wow, wow. So all this time when I was putting these separations, they were artificial anyway. Yes. Right. Cause the human story is the human story, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I found it so beautiful. I mean, what makes us different. I love it. When I, I was lucky to travel like around the world and I've been in contact and I have a lot of friends from everywhere and and um inconditionality is one of my strong you know accepting people as they are i mean i don't have any problem with that i mean i accept you if i don't agree with you i don't agree with you <laughs> you know sure. but um, it's i accept you i mean you're here you're as you are okay um let's talk let's connect um and um Yes, I'm very happy. I'm very excited. Sometimes like it seems weird, you know, when I meet people, you know, I just say and try to learn their language and like speak with them and just knowing their practices, um, their cultures. I'm not trying to say, hey, do you know God? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, or we're the best. Or even I don't even say, you know, I'm Algerian or I'm French. If people ask, yeah, I'm French, but I'm born Algerian and do have the double nationality. So I'm both, you know, legally, but, uh, and it opens so much. You learn so much about, uh, people and, you know, the different beauties and how we see the world differently. And, uh, for me, it nourishes me for sure. You to, to be international and we're lucky to be at that age today where we can meet all you know people from different uh countries yeah absolutely that is awesome so if you could last question um if you could choose one superpower this is my question of the moment what would it be
1: <laughs> mm, healing
0: Heal. i love it yourself and others
1: myself and others for sure because when i look out on this beautiful world that breaks my heart it's clear to me that we need healing in this world otherwise we wouldn't have the hatred and separation and strife because it comes from pain and you know from trauma and so if we could heal that then maybe the perpetrators wouldn't perpetrate
0: yeah
1: yeah so, yeah, for sure. And I have tears in my eyes as I'm talking about this. So obviously it's very important to me. It's very that,
0: yeah, Yeah. yeah.
1: That's what I would choose.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Healing. And it's such so beautiful. And, and, and so you, and, and I'm so blessed, you know, to have met you on my journey, on my life journey, you know, and, and have uh, had you as a teacher. And I can say, you know, I'm, I was very blessed and it's just, you know, the beginning of, uh, very blessed with my, um, uh, with my uh, teachers around me, I always uh, you know thank God i always had amazing teachers from very young so um uh, but also I, I was really open you know to learning maybe it was also uh, you know i welcome welcomed their their, their teaching um, and and you 're a part of it and it's I, like i said it 's just the beginning, so thank you so much for everything that you taught us during those eight months.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. It's such a pleasure to walk this part of the path. You know, it's such an honor. Yeah. To be able to just be in the space with you. So thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. How uh, can people find you? What uh, are you? Tell us all about it.
1: (laughs) Well, they can follow me, you know, on Instagram or on my, uh, you can find me on my website. It's just my name we yeah. Le to yeah and so they can totally find me there and gosh if they want to share dreams boy would i be excited about that
0: uh, you, you should do like a global study of uh dream uh, i'm reculting dreams <laughs> like i'm not recalling how do you say this is this is this is french uh, mm-hmm. sometimes i have my word like um share with us your dreams or like during a whole year like that would be very very cool like a cool
1: Amazing. <laughs> so much more to come. Maybe that's the next project. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: that would be very awesome, because I, I, like I, I saw your post asking for people um, you know, if they were experiencing that certain and that, that's really great. This is the only way you know, to, to learn more about a subject anyway. So exactly. Was, thank you so much, Ronit. You oh, have been with us.
1: It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much, because I've missed you since you finished the training so I'm so glad to get this time to spend with you
0: oh thank you so much I mean I I, when you you meet great people you know even Rod and and, and just you and uh yeah that's why I wanted to ask you I was like oh Ronit and then I asked you know my friend I was like you know my teacher from coaching she said yes for the interview (laughs) so fun. <laughs> so I got really excited. So yeah, I, I hope everyone got, um, you know, your uh, wisdom that you shared with us again, mm-hmm. and, uh, we'll definitely, you know, keep in touch for sure, uh, on the personal level, but also, um, yeah, I'd love to see more about your work on, on, on dream work and everything else, because I, I think that you're an amazing coach uh and uh and you're on the right path uh you know for healing because you, you healed part of of me you know just being there and teaching us and like you know doing the coaching and uh, giving us the tools of of being to, of being able to do the work um it's amazing thank you okay. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Okay, more to come.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, uh, for listening to this new episode. another amazing interview a lot of great content coming your way this month uh we're gonna revisit uh, more about health um and resilience uh this month so stay tuned for more thank you so much subscribe to the podcast on spotify and google podcast and we'll see you very very soon bye